Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints to help us to be warriors for Jesus in this life. Right. Not a warrior spirit, just warriors for Jesus. Not sissies. (laughs) No, but the Lord is our power and our strength. That's right. We can do all things in him and for him. Right. Right. So who's our guest today? Okay. Our guest today is the author of Diary of an American Exorcist, Demons, Possession, and the Modern Day Battle Against Evil. And this is Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, PhD. He is the president of the St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal and a research associate professor at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. He's a licensed psychologist and the author of several books, He has participated in hundreds of exorcisms. During his journey to the priesthood, he experienced a spiritual episode in which, in two seconds, he learned 80% of what an exorcist needs to know. You can find their work at catholicexorcism.org. You can also look up Catholic Exorcism in your app store and find a ton of resources such as prayers resources, uh, how to contact them, how to listen to their online sessions, um, resources specifically for priests to get training and deliverance, and then resources that laity can use safely and effectively in their families um, and for themselves, for their own uh, freedom. So welcome, Monsignor Rossetti. It's always awesome to have you. It's great to be back with you both. You know, I just want to say before we jump in, you know, we have a lot of guests in the show, and they're all good people. Uh, Monsignor Rossetti is at the top of that list, and, and I think uh, his cohort there at the St. Michael Center, all these folks are giving their lives to all of their life, all of their heart and soul to helping people to get free. And uh, these are these are just people that we endorse uh, 100% without reservation and send people to. So uh, uh, super reliable, um, holy, good priests, priests, uh, and helpers. So make sure you check them out and support their work. You will be blessed, um, um, by without, without question or hesitation. So. Right. No matter, you know, where you are in your spiritual journey. And I, I want to just, you know, do a little testimony here. Pile on. Yeah. Um, we were, uh, I, I, we were both involved in some, um, deliverance yesterday and then I took someone through deliverance yesterday, all lay led, you know, all, all within the confines of what is safe. And we were both feel, feeling heaviness and, and uh, Monsignor Rossetti called it being slimed. And we said, you know, will you pray over us between and the shows? Between shows. So he just prayed over us online. And I can tell you, it's like the lights have been turned on. Uh, I feel a lightness and I just praise God for his mercies and, and how he works through our priests. And thank you, Monsignor Rossetti, for the gift of your priesthood. Um, we just, we're just so grateful for all of our priests and thank you for um, doing that for us. Well, I'm just, uh, it's a joy for me to be with uh, the Burks, so you're wonderful people and a wonderful ministry. And 
One of the joys of this ministry is meeting such terrific people. And you said that about going to the Avila Summit and being with a wonder of hundreds of terrific people. Absolutely. Surrounded by so much joy and so much faith and peace. You know, it's just a blessing just to be there. Yeah. Well, I want to start our time together with a question that uh, Jordan actually has. There's a new book out, um, I think probably the most comprehensive treatment of exorcism angelology that's ever been published. Um, and Jordan asked, uh, is there a proper disposition as you approach studying these things? Like, is it, can it be curiositas or kind of a dangerous uh, journey into studying these things if you're not, you know, let's say in a state of grace or if you're struggling still with habitual mortal sin? Is this something you ought to be studying and buying these books and that sort of thing? What are your thoughts about that? Well, I've, I've seen some recent books, and I think I know the book you're talking about, which is a wonderful resource. Uh, there's two extremes. One is to say Satan doesn't exist, and, and sadly, there are even some, uh, fortunately, people, uh, leadership in the church who don't believe that, so that's, that's sad, which is just not true. It's de fide. The other is too much interest in, in this sort of stuff, especially curiosity. There's a, a good curiosity about trying to understand the truth. And there's a bad curiosity, which is feeding a form of pride. And I do find sometimes there are people who become these self-styled experts on this subject and may not be in a state of grace. It's a very dangerous situation. So we should be informed. I like what the, both Stephanie and Dan, you're doing in this field. I think you're called to it and you're just very good at it. And so that's, you can see a grace working through you. Terrific. And you too should be reading. You should be informed. But, but when it crosses the line, it becomes uh, this uh, uh, excessive curiosity, and it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's transition to, to another question here. When, when we are live in this session right now, there is all kinds of chaos breaking forth out there, um, screaming, you know, uh, protesting, you know, when attacks, this is airing, we just found out uh, earlier this week by God's grace on the Feast of the Sacred Heart um, that Roe v. Wade was turned, turned, um, overturned, right, and sent back to the states uh, for the people to decide, you know, what we should be involved in or what we should be allowing. So when you see that, because the examples are extraordinary. They're really, really disturbing. Our son, Jordan, and I were looking at some of the video footage that was happening at some of these protests. You have to think that some of these people have entered into a horrible partnership with the enemy. They may be possessed. Um, it's just awful. And we're not judging and condemning. I'm, I'm not judging. That. It's yeah. just It's just a reflection on the behaviors that you're seeing. We're not talking about just holding a sign and walking around. There are some things that are happening that that's not normal. It's not normal for people to do what they're doing. So is our demons and possession as prevalent as prevalently as prevalent as we think they are, or as we sense during this time, it just feels like it's everywhere. I share your concern, you know, that there are footprints, I call them footprints of Satan in our society today, which are not, were not there when I was a kid. For example, people going into schools and shooting innocent children. That's incredibly evil. They didn't do that when I was a kid. Didn't happen. Uh, the, the conflict and division in this country right now 
which which is in uh, in the violence and the rage and the there were over 95 uh, violent acts against the Catholic Church, Catholic churches in the last year, the bishops. That's that's a sign of Satan. Satan hates the Catholic Church and wants to destroy it. So there are these signs uh, that Satan is having a, a, a real influence today. But so which is why we need to respond to this with prayer, with peace, with love, with unity. We can't respond to hate with hate. No, it's true in an exorcism, for example, that you can't hate the demons. We don't like what they do. We reject what they do. But you can't hate the demons because that hatred uh, feeds the demons. Mm -hmm. So we respond to hatred with love and unity and peace. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Fascinating. We were talking with one of your compatriots, interestingly, about this recently and about the difference between the old right and the new right. And, mm -hmm. and he, he said he was surprised to find how effective, I mean, the old, they're both effective, but surprised to find how the new right is, is also very effective, more than he thought it would be. But he commented about the power of love in that conversation, which was really striking. And even having, you know, loved ones in the room with those who are suffering and how, uh, mm -hmm. can you comment on that? It was really beautiful yes. thought, yeah. Yes, uh, in, in the end, God, John's gospel tells God is love. It's true. Mm -hmm. you know, it's true, and Satan can't stand. There's no love in hell. Mm -hmm. So when 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 there's love in the room, real love, real charity in the room, uh, that's a powerful force in cast. Because in the end, God's the one in Jesus that casts out the demons. So yes, we respond uh, to the demons with with love and charity, even though we, we reject what what they do. As a matter of fact, when I start exorcism, a real tough one. I'll sometimes say, I, I guarantee you, I promise you, I tell the demons that you're going to lie through this whole thing and that you're the father of lies, but I'm going to tell you the truth. From, I do my best as a human being to tell you the truth all the way, all the way through. Can't stand, can't stand the truth. They can't stand love. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it, what it brings to mind is the many conversations and, and I've, I've embraced this myself is that when we have loved ones that are far from God, we may not like their behavior. We might recognize that it's that it's not of God and they might be far from the church and, and fallen away. But the power of love mm -hmm. in a family, the power to say not condone the behavior, but to love, to keep yourself in the relationship, to try to rebuild that bridge over which truth can pass is mm -hmm. incredibly, incredibly powerful mm -hmm. and, and just does a lot of good. So um, that's just a shout out to moms and parents when you're struggling, you know, build that bridge of love. You don't condone, you speak truth, but you love sacrificially pray, um, offer up masses and all those things and especially so, pray the rosary. Yeah. Just to remind our uh, folks who are listening, our guest is Monsignor Rossetti, Diary of an American Exorcist. Um, I wanted to also do give a shout out to EWTN with great gratitude for allowing us to air these shows and uh, just for supporting us. And you can, uh, you can find his book as well there at the EWTN's religious catalog. You can also find it spiritualdirection.com, whatever, whatever's easiest. But the thing about the catalog is every book, if you ever wonder like, is there a place I can go where I have no doubt that all the books are faithful? All of their books are vetted by a, 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 theolo a group of theologians that are employed to do this sort of thing, to read these books and vet them. And so you can always trust EWTN's religious catalog on any question where you go and you, and you want to you make sure you get faithful books. So 
God be praised for Mother Angelica and EWTN, and, and, and we're grateful to them. So make sure you support them. Right. And another place you can go is spiritualdirection.com forward slash shop. Everything go. we have there is vetted as well. We're about to head into a break, but when we get back, one of the questions, and I think this is just so important. I love this question. It says, how does dabbling in the occult affect future generations? Okay. Because we tend to think, you know, our sin only is our sin only affects us. It doesn't what hurt do anybody. Only, yeah. You know, it's only about us. So how does dabbling in the occult affect future generations and does fighting against it within our own lives also impact future future generations? So I love this question. Um, so when we get back from the break, we'll, t- we'll get Monsignor Rossetti to answer this for us. Okay, so we'll be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. And we are with one of our favorite guests. And his name is Monsignor Rossetti. He's written an excellent book, uh, Diary of an American Exorcist, and doing uh, some of the best work uh, in the world, I think, uh, particularly in the United States, and helping people to get free and providing just a myriad of very innovative resources using modern technology like you can get their exorcism app on your phone that has prayers for the laity which it's and it's really well done catholic exorcism in the app store if you look it up there uh, and then catholicexorcism.org will take you to the saint michael center particularly want to point priests there especially uh priests who feel called uh to deliverance ministry whether they're experiencing it in the confessional or people are just coming to them there are special there's special training Monsignor Rossetti put together just for priests. So please go out to CatholicExorcism.org and take advantage of those and, and tell your fellow priests. And, you know, it's a really uh, faithful, uh, safe, sound, reasonable, but, uh, tr- you know, full of the teachings of the church and, and in no way uh, minimizing uh, spiritual warfare, but certainly in a very responsible, faithful way, dealing with it um, more effectively than any any group I've ever seen. I, I don't mean right. to in any way say others aren't doing it well, but it just, uh, the uh, Monsignor Rossetti and Father Luke are just doing uh, an exemplary job there. Right, and and also for all the laity. Yeah. Anybody who's having any kind of difficulties, great place for uh, online video sessions where they can receive deliverance ministry through what they do. There's prayers for the laity that can be used safely in your family. So wonderful, wonderful resource. Um, So let's go to the question that I asked before the break. 
how does dabbling in the occult affect ourselves and future generations? And does fighting against it also impact future generations? Fascinating question. It's a, and a complex question. The, the church has never definitively talked about a generational sin. So what I'm going to share with you is our experience, our theological reflection, but it's not de fide. So uh, we are only culpable for our own sins. So the sins of my grandparents or whatever, I'm not, I'm not responsible for those sins. But can I be affected by them? Sure, I can. That starts with Adam and Eve. I, Adam and Eve sinned, and we're all, we're all, you know, we're, we're been affected by it. So, yeah, and and baptism, while wiping away the effects of original sin, does not wipe away all the uh, the sequelae, all all the the uh, symptoms, if you will. So, we've seen there are, in fact, generational uh, effects of of sin. And uh, I know that's hard for people to accept. They say it's not fair. You know, as I said before, as your mother's told you growing up, life is not fair. But uh, God does allow it. And so, which is why in every one of our online deliverance sessions, we will lift any generational curses and generational sins and that sort of thing. And does it affect uh, generations after? Sure it does. And we've seen some, thus last night we did a, a session on this and there were some real powerful effects. So our experience has been that there are generational effects and that uh, these prayers do help. Have you uh, heard, of, there's, there's a real popular movement in the church, um, healing your family tree, that sort of thing. Is that, uh, any thoughts about that? Well, I'm not familiar with that particular movement, but, but we certainly do uh, generational healing prayers and, the, and uh, Stephanie mentioned, you can find them on our, our website under Deliverance Prayers for the Laity. So, so we, uh, and I would say individuals have a special authority over their own bodies, their spouses, and their children. So you don't need a priest to pray these with you. Just go into the app, say these prayers for you and your family. Great, great. Okay, here's another one that I think a lot of people don't realize how problematic it is. Often they don't believe in it or they don't, you know, buy into it or some some priests don't buy into it. But tell us about who exactly are the Freemasons? Why do so many people belong to this group? You know, what is their goal? One world order. Do they have satanic ties or worship? Um, what are the effects of having Freemasonry in your family line, which is a huge thing because I've seen this personally myself. Um, that can help lead you to discover that you can get it eradicated. In other words, what are the signs in your in your life or in your family that might indicate there's Freemasonry, which would indicate you should probably look at it and then get it eradicated? What do you do? Like, what well, is that? Our, our response to Freemasonry might seem uh, extreme. You say, what's wrong with Freemasonry? Do a bunch of guys that hang around and, and do a social organization? It seems, it seems harmless. Well, the church has... Uh, roundly condemned Freemasonry and as late as in the 1980s. And actually, it was, they said very, very seriously, if you belong to these organizations, you are cut off uh, from the sacraments, which is very powerful. Statement. And the statement from the Vatican also said that the local bishops can't overturn that, it, you know, that, that, that this is uh, from the Holy See itself. The question is, why? Well, when you go into the specifics of it, 
and the, the real spirituality behind it, you begin to realize it's an occult organization, whether, whether you intend it or not. And so especially as you move up in the ranks, it becomes more and more, mm, you know, a problem. So in our experience has been that, yes, the church's teachings is true because we see uh, the effects of Freemasonry in families. So we have a, every in every one of our deliverance sessions, we have the people pray the prayer to lift the curses of Freemasonry. And then we, we ratify that as, as church. And you can see the effects of this down through families. You see these strange continuing patterns of diseases and conflicts and those sorts. You see that down through the generations, this same pattern of uh, different kinds of diseases and conflicts and suicides, murders, homicides, you know, strange diseases. So, and when you pray the prayers, uh, oftentimes it lifts. You know, I was a little bit surprised. I, I went through the prayers. We went through the prayers just, uh, we we didn't have any, I had no knowledge of any in my family, You neither you and yours, right? No, I, I had a question perhaps in my family line, but we just decided to go ahead and pray it yeah. as a matter of just, you know, prudence, right. um, which by the way, can be found on the Catholic exorcism app okay. in the, in the prayers for the laity there, the prayer to renounce it is there. Um, prepare yourself. It lasts about 45 minutes to do it once. It needs to be prayed three times and then ratified, um, by, a and then ratified by a priest. So uh, it's, it's tough. It's nauseating to read and renounce because then you realize how horrific uh, this organization is and how demonic it is. But you know, you were well, saying, yeah, what's what surprised me about it really is one, you know, I had heard about uh, uh, Freemasons. I knew the Vatican, you know, official documents uh, condemned it and all of that. But I, I thought of, I sort of thought of it as a little bit of a conspiratorial sort of thing. Um, but then when I went through the prayers, I was shocked at how many demons they call on by name in the rituals. I mean, I actually it really. I don't mean just shock, like, oh, wow, isn't that interesting? I was shocked, like, oh, Lord, how, I don't even want to, I didn't want to say the names of the demons to do the renunciations. It was so disturbing to me because I had heard these names, you know, just in various places and study before, but they actually uh, professed, you know, promised themselves at every level. And, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Monsignor, but just in my memory, to a specific demon. Um, as they progress up the 33 degrees or whatever. Yeah, they, uh, the Masons would say, no, no, that's that's an improper interpretation. But I think when you look at it and, and are honest about it, you you see that they're invoking uh, evil spirits, whether they intend it or not. Yeah, just as, as a side note, a book that I picked up and, and listened to many interviews of Father Murr on murder in the 33rd degree, fascinating read to help you understand you know some of the challenges in the church today and how freemasonry has crept in here and there but grateful uh, by god's grace that anyone who's been afflicted by that uh, can be free and so folks ought to check that out but uh, what's our next question stephanie so uh let's see okay uh can we pray spiritual warfares for entire countries and what are the best ways to do this so we're looking at ukraine is you know in war, Russia's, you know, got a part in all this, huge part in this. We have our own issues here at home. You know, are there spirits for entire countries and how do we pray to 
participate in this, you know, spiritual warfare for humanity? Is it is it even something we can do? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, individuals can have a demonic influence, uh, whether it's oppression, obsession, or up to a possession. Can a country or a community have a sort of kind of demonic oppression? The answer is yes. As a matter of fact, one senior exorcist told me once he thought that the, the Nazi high command in World War II, he thought they were all possessed. And as a matter of fact, the Holy Father thought that, that Hitler was possessed. So, and, and prayed the prayers, although it didn't work from a distance, you know. Uh, but yes, uh, the more we sin, the more evil there is, the more sway it gives to Satan, and, and it can be in a country, in a, in a community, in a state, wherever. So I regularly pray the Leo 13 prayers for our country. I try to do it every day. And I, and I encourage people to say the rosary, offer your masses uh, for, for the liberation of our, of our nation. Okay, awesome. Okay, here's a, another question. Um, can, as an individual, can we remove or successfully keep at bay, so to speak, generational spirits from another family that's in your own home? Okay, so, right, you know, right. if, you're, if your wife has uh, your mom, your mother-in-law living with you, and while wow, she's not with the faith, and she has rejected the faith, or she's off the wires, whatever it is, can you protect your family from those kind of issues or if another family comes to stay? Well, the issue is how much effect you have uh, over someone who's not in your family. So we've talked about that we have a special authority over our own bodies, over our spouses, over our children. So we have a special authority in our own families. But if someone else is living with us or, or next door, whatever, how much effect do we have? Well, that's like anytime we pray for somebody else. If I pray for somebody else outside of my family, is it going to have a positive effect? Of course it will. The Lord will hear that prayer. How much? That's up to the Lord and up to the individual. Will they, will they, will they not accept it? But, but let's not despair uh, of the power of prayer uh, for, for anyone, including you know in-laws or whomever. Right, right. And I think especially beginning with the father of the home. So very important that he gets on board with those prayers. So we're so, grateful that, for having Monsignor Rossetti again on with us. Uh, please make sure you go and you support all their work. Take advantage of the good work they're doing. Uh, CatholicExorcism.org and then their their app. Uh, they're worthy of your support and they're doing as much good as any good organization on, on the planet um, to helping people to get free. And there, there are priests there who just love the Lord and they're pouring out their entire lives to serve you and the church. So please support them as well. Please support EWTN. We're so grateful that they allow us to use their airwaves every week to help you to find a deeper and more fulfilling path to heaven. And with that. With that, until next time, make the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.